Laverne, Juvian, how did you both get into business together? Let's start with you, Laverne, first. Hi. Uh, <clears throat> actually, both of us, we co-founded uh, Eventish, which is an event company back in 2019. So uh, we are both event planners that we focus on uh, planning uh, eco-friendly weddings and also social responsible weddings. Eco-friendly so wedding. How, wow, wait, just yes. stop there. What the, on earth is an eco-friendly <laughs> cool, wedding? And what was the other thing? That. Oh my God. Sustainable what? Okay, just yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> Julian, you want to explain more? <laughs> yeah, so, eco-friendly wedding? Mm. Yeah, so for like, uh, for eco-friendly wedding, um, how we can say like, because I mean, for, I mean, as a planner, we we start we planning from our very beginning, and after the event, <clears throat> usually we see like there's a lot of like wastage, and we are think that as the planners, what we can do about it. And in most of the events, the most wastage is more like for decoration, mm-hmm. food waste. These are the these are the most like uh wastage that will be done like for one event. So that's why we are thinking we want to like do about it. That's how we giving like more option for our clients. Then from there, we want to like re- try to like, reduce some of the wastage as well. I love right. it. I thought everyone, because it's green, right? I thought uh, even the bride's dress is green. Green or color. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I just have to double check mm-hmm. with you guys each time I'm invited to a wedding so I don't go to one of yours because the whole point of having leftover flowers means that I can go and steal them all, <laughs> which wouldn't happen if but it was But that's also wedding, quite right? eco-friendly because you're stealing them, Ash, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. But actually, one of the wedding we did is uh, we, we also uh, help in terms of uh, flowers, flowers waste management. So we actually talked to the client. Uh, I think it was during last year, August, when wedding just beginning to open up after the lockdown, mm. uh, where the couple actually agreed. So after the wedding, you know, usually flowers, they will go to waste. They would throw everything away. Mm-hmm. But we, we actually worked with another company called Samula Flowers. Oh, uh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we collected back the flowers and then uh, rearranged it and we actually donated or kind of like gifted it uh, to to the hospitals. Oh, so that's so lovely. The, yeah. So at least it's not wasted. But And when we also encourage some of our clients actually uh, to go for a hand or arrangement so that at the end of the day, if let's say client, I mean, guests want to take home as a decoration, so you give the flowers one more chance. Rather than just for oh. you know and four hour event then right. <laughs> so I suppose the custom of of the bride throwing the handheld bouquet to the next person who's about to get married doesn't exist here then because that's how we normally pass them on in, in Europe. <laughs> the person right? can so keep it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Okay, so um, let's go back to to the fact that you both ended up uh, building this business together. Can you explain how you actually connected in the first place? Were you friends before or? Yeah, why weddings? <clears throat> mm. Maybe I, I do a little bit of uh, a background. So I actually, uh, I, I, I founded a, a wedding company about 10 years ago. So I was alone then. And then uh, I think probably towards uh, 2017, I think. And Juvia actually is one of my staff. So she just graduated. She's, you know, she's a young, passionate and want to, you know, try wedding. So, so uh, I, she's one of my team. And then I think around 2017, I, I was about to give birth to my child. Mm-hmm. Your so, first and one? Then back, 
Yeah, first one. So by then, I think it was a bit too hectic for me to manage the business alone. So I was planning and uh, planning to slow down. So I actually meet uh, all my staff one by one. I tell them that, hey, I'm slowing down. So, you know, if you guys need a referral letter, I can actually, you know, or introduce you to, to other event company. So Juan is the last person that I talked to because very... Uh, because she was the youngest? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, very hard to let her go. You know, she's very potential. And then uh, she's really very, uh, I, I can see a lot of potential in her. So I talked to her, I said, you know what, you know, uh, maybe if my business, you know, I, I, I cannot continue doing this uh, company, I, I would love to help you, you know, if, if let's say you want to learn more about weddings, you know, feel free to talk, to talk to me, you know, we can chat. And we actually really chat. I think more than six months, just talk about weddings. And I think it was very naturally we talk about, we explore the possibility of, hey, how about we co-found the company together? Oh, wait, so and your, then, your original company, the wedding company, wasn't in Eventistry yet? It was another company? It wasn't company. Eventistry. It, I see. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 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 when we, when we, talk, uh, when we talk about the possibility, we, we find it, also very scary and very excited at the same time because, mm -hmm. yeah, I never thought of co-found a company and it would be quite a perfect match because, you know, um, she would be able to stand in where, where I, I couldn't like back then, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with a newborn. It would be very hard for me to be on an event day, long mm, hours. Right. So I think it would be quite a good match. Yeah. So we, we talked, I think at least more than six months just to be very open about how we want things to 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 be like, yeah. But what then, was it the, the, the what did Juvian say to you that huh, this one is not just staff material? <laughs> she's like partner material. What did she say to you? <laughs> how did she ninja that man? Uh, I think I just tell her about like the dreams, like how I want it to be. Like I mean, how, what I want to do like during when I was studying that time. I mean, I'm very blessed, like, from being an employer to, like, a business partner. And I was, like, always think that I'm too young or, like, inexperienced to start my own business. So that's how, when I talked to Leven about it. And Leven uh, did, like, help me. And also, that's why she offered, like, this opportunity, which I very appreciate that. Because it's, like, wow. it's, like, the best kind of apprenticeship into business, isn't it? <laughs> this and, is and actually like lovely, actually, because, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you don't often hear of sort of uh, employers uh, becoming mentors and then uh, yeah. partners, yeah. you know. This is a gorgeous story. Sorry, mm -hmm. Levan, what thank were you going to say? Thank you. Yeah, because back then, you know, when I was starting out, I felt I, I don't, I didn't get much support. Or maybe back then I, I wasn't, you know, a... Uh, uh, proactive enough i just felt that at that time i felt like most of the time i'm struggling alone you know there's uh it's always competitive competitors around there's no not much of support and openness to to help one another so so i when i when i talked to juven I, I i just felt like hey if 10 years ago someone actually helped me a little bit i think things will be very different mm. so and i like the idea of working together because you know after <laughs> working alone no managing the business it is sometimes mm. really tiring and can be quite discouraging. So, but working together is a different story. So, so that's that's why I I felt you know maybe we can give it a try. But also, that's another <laughs> headache, isn't it? Because you have to share responsibilities, share decisions, and everything before that. I am the queen. But now it's like, what do you think, right? <laughs> different challenges are. 
um, because back then, uh, Juven also, I think Juven went pretty much like me when I'm young. I we we always felt that you know I'm young. I don't know much. I would just listen to the experience. But to me, I always felt that no, no, just don't. I mean, we don't look, uh, don't don't think that we are too small when we are young. Sometimes a lot of great ideas come from young and inexperienced because you know we we just do not know if it if it works, but we are willing to try. So I always I remember mm. where early days I keep telling her, think big, think out of the box. You know, don't just because don't just follow what I've done before. I probably can guide her, uh, tell her the mistakes that I've done. Not, let's not do it. Mm. But I I feel that you know it's always good to to learn mm. and get new experience. Yeah, from the young ones. <laughs> Javier, was it was it kind of really different after six months? You know, she throws away her old company, and the two of you starting a brand new company together. Was it kind of weird to not communicate with her like she was your boss, but actually realize you you were She's equal partner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes some time for me to like adapt this as well. But I feel, I mean, because Levan, she's really. I would say that she's a risky. She's very adventurous and she's very like risky taker. She's a lot. I mean, she's very. Uh, she gives me a lot of like freedom to do whatever that I want. And as at the side, I mean, she's not just like she's not. I'm not limited about like. I mean, even though uh, I'm not very experienced, but she will give me like a lot of freedom for me to like explore a lot of, about like all opportunities. Hmm. And she bring me to like meet people, and yeah, I learned a lot from from like from there. So you know, obviously, the pandemic kind of put a stop to all weddings. <laughs> How did that impact your business? Uh, like you mean like okay, so because like because of a pandemic, <clears throat> that's why event industry it hit by. I mean, we can't really do events all the time. Mm. And especially, I mean, so event history, there's no exceptions. Like we, you can't do events. So because um, for 2020, it should be very busier for us because we have mm. quite, quite a like, number of the weddings. Mm. And in fact, it looks very promising for us to grow our team and expand our team, uh, expand our services. We never imagined this could happen. Like most of our wedding have, have been postponed as most of our clients are from overseas. Or maybe mm-hmm. families uh, coming back to Malaysia right, right. for wedding celebration. <clears throat> right. So, which uh, a lot of weddings have, we have to cancel all the, I mean, they cancel a lot of weddings. And knowing that wedding should be happening quite soon, it's going to take a while for the wedding to resume. So, that's why we had to pivot and come up with something that is sustain us. So, that's how Messi Play don't care come in. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. So, usually, and this is, I'm, um, broad general strokes here but usually people think okay children come after a wedding was this your uh, way of thinking that helped you create the idea for your small little pivotal <laughs> business uh actually i would say the it was quite an organic change or very natural as well i mean when we started planning weddings uh, uh because after they get married then they have babies and very, very naturally, our ex-client will look for us to plan their parties, anniversaries. Mm. So we right. actually have, and, and actually it was quite heartwarming because I remember uh, the, during the 
the beginning stage of the pandemic, some of our ex-client, the ex-bride, they actually texted us and asked, hey, are you guys okay or not? You know, if, if you wow. guys, you know, let us know how we can support you. you know, when, when we can throw a party, we will throw a party just so wow. that, you know, we can engage your service like that. Wow. So, so you guys it, have it a magic quite, touch. <laughs> it, but truly, that time we were really quite touched. Like, oh, you know, when you're struggling, there are some people that, that, that God sent you to, to encourage you. So, and why we actually look into children play kids is also, I think probably because I have a four-year-old at home myself. Nice. You now during the pandemic, it is really a challenge to work from home and to keep him entertained and don't come and disturb me. So, yes. so, so I, feel I mean, <laughs> very naturally, I, I, I was looking into options or looking into resources, what I can, you know, what I can provide for him. And uh, so I remember it started with a sand pit. You know, I, I just, I, I purchased a kinetic sand and I let him play. And to my surprise, my son, he can really play for hours. I'm not kidding. I, I actually recorded a video, you know, I, so so a lot of messy play products are designed uh, a photo shoot done when my boy is napping so when he wake up okay come and try it and then that's where I he's a prototype to... tester oh what? <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yes to see oh maybe he, he they, they like to play this or that yeah Mm. I, I love it. False labor. He has to work. But he doesn't even <laughs> he realize even he's working for his mother. <laughs> and then get to play. <laughs> what was it about, you yeah. know, I mean, you mentioned kinetic sand for, for beginnings, but I know also your messy play products, they're all sensory. So what's important mm. about like sensory play for you in terms of a product? Do you get sensory oh, play? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, um, sensory play, it's... um hands-on activities that engage mm. the senses like touch, uh, taste, smell, see, hearing. So, I mean, from birth to early childhood, and children mm. use their senses to explore and to learn about world around them, try to make sense of the many things that they are experiencing every single day. But due to the pandemic, uh, right now, I mean, like children are losing out on mm. so many opportunities to mm. explore and to engage in the real world. Yeah. So they can't really mm. go to the beach. So they can't, they didn't know about like what sand feels like. Uh, so just because uh, like the children are stuck inside doesn't mean they have to, they can't really have fun and learn at the same time. And mm. sometimes we heard about like the kids scared of stepping on the sand, grass. Mm. They can't because really- it's unfamiliar, about, yeah. They can't really bear about feel too much and they start like overreacting. It's mm. quite sad to hear that and that's why we want to promote like multi-sensory uh, learning mm. at home. Uh, we, we have some of the product like Kinity Sands, Cutlet Rice and also Play-Doh. And also mm. since like kids are not able to go to school because of the pandemic, we also incorporate some of the academic concept into our sensory play as well. We'll just support like all the aspects of the kids' development. I wanted to ask you one thing though. I mean, I don't know about you, um, especially you, Laverne, uh, as a mom. Uh, Juvian, do you have any kids? No. <laughs> no, okay. Um, you know, when the kids are playing with stuff, it's like I have no problem with like kids making messes, but I used to panic about 
you know, him putting stuff in his mouth and eating them. So I was like, yeah. always really aware of what he was playing with, uh, whether it was masa masa or the sand, because, you know, <laughs> they eat, they put stuff in their mouths all exactly. the time. Exactly, because I was just thinking about this as well, because back when we were kids, the stuff that we played with, they were really toxic. This was like uh, 40 <laughs> years ago, whatever it is, right? But now you see... Lead sand. Right, exactly. <laughs> but now sensory can, you said can taste, is it safe? Taste know. safe, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand where what, what's your concern because uh, it is the same uh, worry or concern as well. So I think um, uh, when when we decided to to be more serious about you know coming up designing products, so uh, we we really spent quite a bit in in studying to to research more. Uh, I remember I bought ebooks to to understand more about sensory play and how it can benefiting them. And, and that is also why we actually come up with, uh, I think, one of our first uh, first few product that is the Taste Safe Play-Doh. Because uh, back then, I think my boy was only two plus, less than right. three years old. Yeah, so yeah, I remember just making prototype, trying different recipe and make sure it is taste safe. Yeah, and but I think at the end of the day, we also uh, give a guide to all the all our clients, the parents that you know, uh, adult supervision is still needed. Mm. You know, just in case, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when you look we away, yeah. they put something in the mouth, and they do it on yeah. purpose when your back is turned. I know, <laughs> but um, split seconds, <laughs> yes. But you, you said you make it. So are you actually making this dough that they could play with? Yes, yes. Because in the pandemic, you know, we are all stuck at home. So I told you, no, let's try to to make something. Mm-hmm. I mean, before we, we can consider store-bought. So, yeah, yeah so I, 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 I think we try quite many versions using different materials, yeah. And, and then, so what did you end up with? I mean, like, tell us a little bit more about your messy play don't care kits. Uh, so so we we actually from just coming up with a, a taste safe uh, essential oil play doh we have now quite a big range of products so we slowly go into um, a, a, a more complete kit called uh, we call it messy play kit so usually it consists more about five to seven plays where there are also sign uh, steam activities that means they can learn arts and craft some activity uh, science experiment uh, experiment kit inside and then uh after a while we also get a lot more inquiries from parents with the older kids they say hey can you do you have slime or not slime kit so uh, we also (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean back then my era like what is slime so it is also a, a new um adventure or new learning experience so i have to really go and study my samples and also find out what are the materials about. Mm. And we actually took quite a while before we launched the slime kit because uh, really go around and ask some of the mummy friends, like what is their thought, like taste safe or not, or make sure it's just non-toxic, things like that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So we have... Mm. That's, that's very interesting, actually, your little market research stuff because what's most important, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But so so at the moment, like you were saying, you've got these little kits which are like five to six plays. I mean, um, mm. do you think that that's what sets your sort of dough and little kits apart from everybody else? I mean, what makes them so special? Mm, I would say uh, I'm quite sell it, quite proud. sell it, sell it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are quite proud. 
part of our design, uh, we do get a lot of uh, compliments about our design. And in fact, because most of uh, in the early time when we are selling our, our kits, our Play-Doh kits or Messy Play Kit, I realized most of our Play Kits are actually purchased for as a gift for gifting. Mm-hmm. So I realized in, uh, in initially when we started this brand, we wanted it to be more like activity kit, maybe more like a parents buy for their kids to 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 spend time at home but mm-hmm. we realize a lot of people actually buy it as a birthday present or like i miss you present you know let's hang out Aww. soon kind of present and when we ask for them more because uh, they also say oh because the packaging is really nice so yes our packaging is very nice and we really put a lot of thoughts into the design and packaging and uh, a lot of kids don't care about design and packaging <laughs> the parents do they, they, the parents <laughs> may do but like like what's so yes. special about the actual kit stuff though <laughs> but uh, of course i i feel we, we really put a lot of thoughts in curating it i mean other than the the content itself uh we also want to bring a lot more awareness uh throughout the play maybe Julian can share a little bit more about our uh the the latest kit which the rare kind mm. yeah I'd be I'd also be interested to know like you're talking about you know like the essential oils that you put in like so give us an idea about what's so special about these kits and the dough and stuff so you know people have a better idea Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so maybe I mean like when just I'm loving talk about like the the messy play kit. So actually, we just launched the rare kind messy play kits like few months ago. So I mean it's a bit different from like others like sensory kits. Uh, for this uh, this messy play kit, <clears throat> we designed to raise awareness to a uh, wildlife conservation oh, through nice. sensory play and steam based activities. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so maybe I can just give you an example on one of the activities in that messy play mm-hmm. kit. So we have one activities called like help the sea animal clean up their home. So it's it's a bonding activities between like parents and children. We use the salt sensory plate as the ocean. Then we place the pollutant icon card, like food wrappers, straws, uh, styrofoam. And at the back, it, it has a fun fact at the back at the card to talk about like how long it takes to digest some of the fun fact about like all the stuff. Then we place the card around the sensory plate and uh, the sensory bin. So we the parents will ask the kid to identify the pollutant and ask them to pick uh picking uh pick pick up, up using the chopstick or tweezer that we prepared and throw them into a trash bag. So in these activities, um the kids are not just learning about the items that pollute our sea. It also like while they are picking up the pollutants. It also helps them with their hand-eye coordination and train also the their fine motor, motor yeah. skills. Yeah, the fine motor skills and stuff. Are all your kits kind of like this, have a theme to them and then all bits and bobs of things that they can do with them? Yes, yes, yes. So we, we have like different, different teams. So that one mm. is more about like animal. We also have like dinosaurs, rainbow. We think about all mm. those like, like interesting team that kind of like mm. attract and to make the kids are more interested on this. So while they are playing it, uh, playing them at time, they also tend to learn something about it as well. So how's sales been so far? I mean, like with the pandemic, like things opening up a bit slightly now, people, the kids mm-hmm. are potentially going back to school and everything. How, how, how's things been for you guys? I mean, sales-wise. Uh, okay, so actually currently, um, it's a bit dropped. But I mean, because of the Christmas, is starting like back again. Yeah. And that's why we're also thinking to work, to collab with some of the school, some of the learning mm. center as well. Mm. And we are thinking to incorporate 
the Messy Play Kids with some of the workshop or online courses like storybook telling. So these are the things that we're also trying to like explore. I'm actually thinking of like getting for my friends with kids for Christmas already, man. How, uh, roughly, what's age? Yeah, yeah, age wise, price wise. I was sending the catalog later. <laughs> <laughs> well, could you give us just an idea of the age age range now? Uh, in HD for the, our Christmas collection, we actually come up with this concept of twelve days of Christmas play. That means we feature twelve. Mm-hmm. types of play and we also cater for different age group like from uh below one year old we have a wooden play set that can help with their sensory plays and also for two to three years old and also for older kids like maybe six years old and above so we we come up with 12 different plays and we collaborated with uh the local uh, toys uh, vendors as well so some products are from ours and then some also we mix with wooden toys that we can bundle it together to make it a very good gifting option this Christmas. How, so uh, what is it? Sorry, how much would it cost for something like that? Uh, the price range is from twenty eight. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Twenty eight, fifty eight, sixty eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, Christmas you can buy a complete set. Gauti Maria, I just wanted to ask. You said basically your kids um, are different ages, but the, the the oldest ones are six onwards, so six to a hundred. So mm. I could actually buy a sensory kit for my grandma too. No, oh, no, six, six, and six above. I mean, older kids. So, so uh, for babies, toddlers, and preschoolers. All right. So six to maybe yeah. eight years older. <laughs> to eight. I was thinking maybe my grandma, uh, grandparents. But then again, the- the, I'm pretty sure like if you're like much much older, right? If you're an, an exactly. elderly person, it might be quite fun as well. You never know. Exactly. Yeah, you you never know because uh, I I remember when I was uh, preparing this uh, water bit sensory play, then I I let the kids play, and then what I remember when our team was setting up. The adults they are the one that oh this is so fun and having <laughs> having having fun See? playing with it so Brings there's that no age limitation <laughs> oh, brilliant okay well so Laverne uh, Juvian. Uh, with every one of our Free Plug Friday guests, uh, JD does something very special for you to use across your social media platforms to help support you in drumming up the business you need and making the noise you need to make. So, JD, would you like to share with them something you prepared earlier, your okay. sensory play? Yes, this is my sensory play for you. But this is actually available. You can actually use it for all your social media platforms and you can actually um, come out with a com- commercial if you want. But here is your Free Plug, ladies. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> hey, fancy seeing you here. Yeah, just getting something for my nephew. He likes playing with plasticine clay, you know? I wouldn't recommend the ones here. They're slightly toxic both to kids and the environment. Then where can I get them then? From Messi. As in Lionel Messi? <laughs> no, Messi play don't care. Just my child's imagination run free with messy play don't care's coconut based dough designed for play that's 100% non-toxic tastes safe and handmade promises to bring hours of fun through sensory and creative play brilliant what else do they have they've got it all from dino and butterfly templates to books for them to learn their abcs and loving nature where can i find them find them on all social media platforms at messy play don't care they've also got a website www.messyplaydontcare.com or better yet just whatsapp them at zero Awesome. I'll get on it right now. Messy play, don't care. Let your child's imagination soar. Thank you. (laughs) So good. 
I hope so all the information is there. Thank you so much. Yes. Oh, thank you so I, much. Oh. I hope to see a video of all your different messy play in action cuts to that uh, that free plug for you. Oh, thank you, thank you. We'll do that definitely. <laughs> awesome, because I'm very interested in getting my hands on some. Because I love fidgeting, and I need that as a sensory processing yeah, yes. thing. So, yeah, um, that's your let, let me right send there. you one. We have a new one, Paula. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Hey, awesome. Okay, but I expect a lot of orders from me for Christmas, ladies. Okay. Yes, me too. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Thank you in advance. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> we we better get express delivery and and VIP uh, delivery on that, right, JD? You just miss eleven eleven, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> you don't need eleven eleven sales. Okay, we will express deliver it. Nice. We know the owners. It's okay. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, gals. Thank um, you so much.